In October 2019, Arlington, Texas was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museum will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel, which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Ms. Fitnation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Ms. Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle, or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps 
and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to our Tuesday after dinner show. We are live again from Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, as we told you the other night, uh, we're still recovering from the tornado that hit here on Saturday. Uh, recovery efforts are ongoing. There's uh, three major areas that were hit, three major subdivisions, lots of homes uh, destroyed, over over 100 homes completely destroyed, over uh, 300 uh with moderate damage, probably up closer to 600 with, with medium uh, minor damage, uh, multiple families displaced, multiple businesses destroyed. So our, our community is banding together right now to fight through this uh, through this tragedy in our community. Uh, right now, YAPAC is the, the go-to uh, organization in our area. They're spearheading everything uh, from donations to volunteers to getting the distribution of those donations out right now on their website at uh, yayoutreach.org. Uh, you could uh, see the things that they are needing at this point. And right now, urgent needs are coolers, wheelbarrows, extension cords, ratchet straps, bungee cords, garbage bins, face masks, tape, uh, hot hands uh, to keep uh, people warm, uh, fire starters, lighters, logs, etc. tarps, nails, hammers, rakes, shovels, heaters, propane, ropes, flashlights, gloves, batteries, hard hats, buckets, large contractor bags. Uh, if you are uh, sheltering with another for any other families and you still do not have power, uh, please do be, be smart with the heaters. Uh, we've already had one house that we lost in the area from uh, uh, using a fire pit in the house and then dumping the coals in the trash can and burning the house down. So uh, be smart. Uh, search out other areas. The Red Cross will help you get rooms. Uh, we'll help you uh, with hotels or a shelter and to get you hot meals and, of course, keep you warm in this time of need. So, again, that's yaioutreach.org. Go to their website and find their donate button or go to their, to their Facebook page and see their Amazon uh, wish list and donate to them as much as you can and, and help them out as they help out this community. So tonight we have a Marine Corps veteran coming on. Served 13 years currently in the reserves. In 2015, he purchased his first real estate investment, a duplex that he house hacked. And after seeing firsthand the way that cash flow could change his life, he went all in on real estate and improving his personal finances. In five years, he went from negative net worth to a millionaire with a top with a 100 plus rental with 100 plus rental units. So, without further ado, let's welcome David. Hooray to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, David. Hope I what up? Hope I didn't butcher your name there. Nah, you're all good. All right, brothers. Well, welcome. I didn't get to talk to you before. You had uh, some glitches coming on, but you got on just in time. So thanks for being I, here. I read your email asking me to be five minutes early as I was signing on at the last minute because I was, you know, uh, grabbing, grabbing dinner with a friend and didn't see it earlier. <laughs> it happens, brother. It happens. So I, I just gave basically a two-sentence uh, verbiage on you, David. Uh, let's give a little more for the audience from as far back as you want to go to why you chose the Marine Corps and how we got to where we are now. Yeah, you know, 08. Uh, I was I grew up in, well, I was born in Cali, but I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, didn't know what I wanted to study in school, didn't have money for school, didn't like school, 
and wanted to leave Little Rock. So what better way than joining the military, right? And, and so I, I talked with all the recruiters and the Marines just fit my personality best. It seemed like the the thing to do, you know, every branch has their own kind of kind of personality and I like the Marine Corps recruiter the most. So I was like, screw it. That sounds good. Let's do it. Um, so I joined in 08, you know, and I made all the typical mistakes that everyone makes. I spent all my money on tattoos and booze and women and cars and Harleys and, and all the things. And 2015, I found myself on recruiting duty with just working a lot of hours and not having set myself up financially in any way. And uh, somebody handed me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read it and I was like, wow, this whole cash flow thing makes sense. Let me read more on this. So I started reading more books and, uh, you know, within four months I'd bought a duplex. I lived in one half rented the other and I went from paying like five fifty a month for a two bed, one bath apartment to basically being out of pocket, like 175 a month for owning one. I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. I'm saving money and I own a house. And then when I moved out and that house started paying me, I was hooked. And so we just kind of, you know, we scrapped and scrounged and saved and leveraged and figured out how to, how to keep pushing. And, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, I went from that first duplex at the negative net worth in 2015 to, you know, quote unquote millionaire, but more importantly, just not having to take a job when I left the military in 21. That's a, always a good thing right there. You can, uh, you transitioned into you. So that, yep. that's good right there. Are you still in the reserves at night now or no? I have no idea. Um, I I did the, uh, like the IMA, right? So like 30 days a year instead of one weekend every month. And I drilled once and then I've been trying to go back and they just keep not having any use for me. And so I think it's just because there's a crusty GS who doesn't like me because, uh, you know, I didn't tell him what he wanted to hear all the time, like everyone else who was worried about getting promoted. And so when I left, uh, tried to come back like, I don't know. So they haven't kicked me as far as I know. I mean, I got promoted to Gunny last year and they haven't kicked me out of the reserves, but I also haven't drilled in almost two years now. Actually, oh. yeah, two years as of this week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still technically in the system. And I suppose if we kick off a war, I might get a phone call, but they haven't had a use for me for the last two years. So who knows? We'll call you on the bench then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, interesting. Uh, when you got into real estate, uh, did you have any mentors that helped you as well? Or it was just by reading the books and uh, a trial by fire, I guess, for you? Yeah, in a lot of ways, I would consider books and podcasts, you know, and YouTube University to be the mentors. But then as time went on in that first, probably within the second year, I started really just networking with other people who were doing it. And, you know, I don't I don't really like the I think the mentor word in real estate is kind of overused. And people are always like, will you be my mentor? And. I kind of just viewed it as like I tried to form as many relationships with successful investors as I could. And then if I ever needed anything, I knew I could ask, you know, and so I've got kind of people in every space that I guess technically you could consider a mentor, but I don't have like a single person that was like holding my hand. Awesome. And what made you come up besides your success? What made you come up with the idea of helping your brothers and sisters as they come out of the military to become take that next step like you did? It was kind of an accident. Um, I was, so I wrote a, I, I had a journal and a mission log when I was in Afghanistan. And so I was thinking about writing a book at some point about just, you know, what normal people in Afghanistan went through. Like there's all the books from seals and, you know, all the crazy medal of honor stories and all the, all the, all the people who did all this crazy stuff that write books. 
but I'm like, well, what about like the motor T guy who just lived kind of a normal life and still saw some stuff, but did a bunch of stupid things like in my head that would make a decent book. Um, and so I was asking a friend how to write a book. He's like, well, you just, you should start a blog and you'll learn how to write, like put a thousand words down a day and, and you'll learn how to write. Maybe you build a little bit of a following and then you can launch it. And, uh, I didn't know what to write about. So I just started writing about, you know, being a military guy, learning about real estate. So I figured I'd just write about whatever I was learning. And that just kind of took off over time. I didn't even come up with the name of the website. And, uh, over time people started like they'd read an article, then they'd ask questions. And if I got the same question a few times, I'd write an article on that one to, so I could kind of, instead of answering the question, I could just point people to the article. And then one day it just kind of ran off. I mean, the Facebook group had a few thousand people in it and it went from like a hundred people a week to a hundred people a day would join then 200 a day and 300 a day. And one day I was like, Oh my God, I have a business. What do I do with this? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was kind of a kind of by accident, I guess. And that's probably why part of why it had success was that it was authentic and it, it wasn't a big sales pitch. And that's always a good thing when it's not the, pushing it in your face, like a lot of LinkedIn requests you get now. Oh Someone will request to be your friend, and then as soon as you say yes or in your network, as soon as you say yes, you get a sales pitch in your messaging. I hate it. That's one of the most annoying things I get. Just say hello, and, and if we get to that point, that's awesome. Then, we, then, we, then we're there. Yeah, It's more genuine that way, and, and uh, sometimes I just go right back and un, unlink them in, so I link them out at that point. Yep, I agree. Especially once I started the show, I got a lot, a lot of uh, those from uh, Southeast Asia uh, get coming on my LinkedIn and uh, the VAs or telling me that, be. yeah, to tell me that they can help me out and make me a better, a better podcaster. Yeah, and I was, uh, I kept asking where they were, and they couldn't. They would always say Texas. My favorites I mean, when they when they say they left a review and they screenshot like the review that hasn't been published, but they typed it out. Right. And you go to you go to Apple, and you're like you didn't leave a review and they're like, Oh, it takes a few days to post. And I wait like three or four days and I go back and I'm like, there's still no review. And then I never hear from them again. I'm like, why would you even pretend that? Like just click submit. If you're, it doesn't, it won't hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help, help me help you out. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's so weird. weird. So ex explain uh, from uh, military to a millionaire to the, I guess the, the lowest level to these guys and gals that are listening now. And uh, what step, what hurdles did it take you to get over to, besides yourself to get over and uh, become the, have the better mindset to move forward. Well, you nailed the, the big one right there on the head myself, <laughs> getting out of your own way, getting past imposter syndrome, all of those things. Um, I think the biggest thing, and I still struggle with this is just tracking your spending. You know, I, I was blowing money on stupid stuff and I still, now that I have more money, I blow proportionately a smaller amount, but more money. <laughs> in reality on things that probably don't matter too much. You know, I've, I've crept up a little bit, I guess, in lifestyle, but my savings rates better. And it took a while for me to realize, like, if you're not saving any of it, then it doesn't matter if you, if you bring in extra money and you spend it, then you might as well not have brought in the extra money. Like it's, it doesn't help you get where you want to go. Um, you know, and I became a little bit better op uh, investor. I stopped being the one operating my deals because I'm not a great operator. I'm better at negotiating and creative financing and pulling people together, but I'm not the guy who should be managing the properties. And so I kind of worked my way out of that. But I mean, realistically, like I think people overcomplicate it. Like the whole real estate thing, you've got a VA loan, you know, buy a fourplex, live in one unit, rent the other units, and you'll learn pretty much everything you need to know about 
landlording and investing there. And then as you're doing that, you can kind of learn about other strategies and rock and roll. So my whole premise essentially is like, you've got great benefits, use them, eat at the chow hall instead of eating out and, you know, save some, save some money, invest it. And, uh, you know, if you got like a little side hustle for something you're passionate about, great, but you totally don't need that. Everyone has to have eight side hustles now. So that's always a fun thing. It's funny you say chow hall. I drive around, I work on a base here in in Kentucky. I live in Tennessee. And every day you see another chow hall that's closed. So the soldiers have to play like this roulette wheel to figure out where they're supposed to eat. And that just causes them to go spend money elsewhere because they don't know which one's open and how they can get food. Mm, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. But yeah. yeah. I never really seen it because I was married most of my career, so I didn't really rely on that. So I didn't hear the problems because most soldiers would just leave. I'm going to start by. You've seen they'll be back and they'll be full. So, all right, good, good. <laughs> Everything's yeah. working out for us. Yep. That, that, that definitely is something that really will help them save. I used to tell my, my guys and girls not to rush out and buy that car, like you mentioned earlier, buying the Harleys and the motorcycles and such. If you're in the barracks, what you need, you don't need the car. Someone else already made that mistake. Carpool. Yep. Carpool. Well, most, and most barracks are within walking distance of your unit, too. And of everything. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> so and if it's that far, then I'm, I'm sure one of those who already made that mistake will let you carpool with them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge cost savings. I, I used to tell the same. In fact, I didn't have a vehicle myself until after two years in. When I was in Japan, I didn't have a car. And I I bought the Harley, I guess, technically while I was still in Japan. But it, I picked it up when I got to the States. Right. Uh, and I, I was basically paying on it when I was deployed. Definitely. I mean, I, sometimes that's the best way to buy it while you're overseas because you yeah. get those little tax breaks and such like that. And you can build it to your specs. And wherever you come back to the States, you can pick it up. Yep, within close proximity there. It's a it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it was great. It was pretty funny because I was like, "Hey, Dad, I need you to drop me off at the Harley dealership for something." He's like, "Have you ever ridden a motorcycle?" I'll learn, and I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it home. I'll figure this thing out. We'll Actually, no. Happened. The dealership wouldn't let me when they found that out. They're like, "Wait, you have a license, but you've never been on one?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "We'll out. take it to your house," <laughs> and so they took it to the house. And then as soon as they got to the house, I hopped on it and I figured it out. I mean, at least you figured it out without destroying the bike. So. <laughs> yeah, I did lay it down, but it was like, didn't really count. It was, uh, <laughs> I turned down some stupid road that was like a really tight cul-de-sac that even now as an experienced rider, I couldn't have turned around in without stopping and three-pointing. And it was on a little bit of an incline. So when I went to three-point it, it was enough of an incline that my foot didn't touch the ground and the bike just like slowly, you know, but it landed on me and it wasn't even hot. So I just picked it back up and finished the turn. <laughs> so technically I wrecked it, I guess, on, on day one. But uh, the, you wouldn't have been able to tell by looking at the bike. So, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> and me, I'd, I'd probably crash a bike as soon as I got on it. I'd hit something wrong right away and I'd be flying over the handlebars. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I have hit a few weird potholes in my day. <laughs> and those those don't, can't be good either. No, not fun. Not if you're going fast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, besides the real estate business, you also have your books, you have your podcast, and you also have a blog. Which one is your favorite thing to do of the three? Mm. Of those three, probably the podcast. Oh, the podcast. Okay. Yeah, you get to connect with other people and, and hear good stories, ask questions. Um, you know, the blog, I haven't been writing as much as I used to. And 
I kind of put pause on the books that I, I wrote these two, but I kind of put a pause on the books I was working on. And um, yeah. Then you also have courses on your website as well. You have your zero to one, how to find off the market deals and personal finance 101. Yeah. The personal finance is a hundred percent free. It's just uh, if you open that up, it's like, it's like three different versions of the course. So it's me giving a PowerPoint presentation that I used to give to my unit that I made look pretty for the presentation. Then it's me doing the exact same thing, but it's just one video per slide. And I go into more detail on each topic. So it's like twice as long, but it's broken into a bunch of different videos. And then there's also, you can just download the PowerPoint so you can present it to your unit. Cause I just wanted it to be a way for people to say, Hey, like basic, it's just super basic wave top stuff, but it's like, this is like, you can break this down in a way that people understand it. So you can like watch me give the presentation once and then download the PDF and or the PowerPoint and go give it to your unit. Wow. Um, that was kind of the intent. The other two courses, you know, they're, they're good. If you're wanting to get into rental properties, that one's great. If you're wanting to find off market deals, that one's, you know, it, they're both like basic stuff. Uh, I would say the one thing, the one like really valuable resource we have is, is we run, uh, I run the, the war room mastermind, which is basically it's a community. It's a monthly or annual subscription-based thing that is just for service members and vets. And so, you know, if you join that, you get access to both those courses for free as well as some other stuff, as well as like 120 guest speaker recordings and member presentations, master classes, and a community of people that are like serious about achieving the same goals you are. And, and so as far as like military communities go, it's probably one of the most supportive ones out there. Uh, it's, it's great. So it's a, uh, it's a good place. You know, I, I love it. Um, I launched it just cause I wanted an excuse to hang out with people that were serious about doing the same stuff I was. And then now we've got 282 members. So That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh it's wild. We've got a, we did an in-person event in Tampa this year. We're doing one in uh, Keystone in three months that we're going to go skiing on. Oh yeah. So it's a good time. And how does someone uh, become part of that? Uh, I mean, there's, I, I would just say probably hit me up on Instagram, but there's, there's a link on the website, but it's basically just an application um, where we go and confirm. Basically the biggest criteria is, did you serve in the military or are you currently? And if not, sorry. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's, that's pretty dang simple. Yeah. So Instagram yeah. or on your website. All right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I see on your website, you actually get your book, you give your book for free. I think I just I read get my book free. It's yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the PDF copy, but yeah, it's totally free for anyone who wants to read it electronically. It's still a book. It is still a book. It's still got all the same information. Personally, I can't stand reading PDF books. Um, <laughs> I don't do Kindle well, and I don't have the patience to sit on my computer or the discipline to sit on my computer and not pull something else up to do. So it's um, video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's, it's still there and it still makes sense. So it's still free and you can still skim and get all the info you want. Awesome. And Dave, how does someone get in contact with you? Maybe just to chat with you like we are right now. The easiest way to do it would be to go to thebestpodcastguest.com, which is uh, the landing page where that free book is. And it has uh, links to all my socials right under the book. So you can go to that website and uh, be able to connect with me wherever your favorite platform is. I had the, the, pod, the website I had from you is the one that's going across the bottom now from military. to Yeah, that works too. And it, I think it has everything on there as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think all of it's at the bottom. All oh, things. that's cool. Yeah. Forget StreamYard does all this cool stuff. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
So if, if you can give tips, uh, three tips to the audience, uh, which a lot of you are your brothers and sisters, uh, veterans that are on here and first responders, what would that be to a start to get that path to financial freedom uh, and be, be a better human as they move forward? <laughs> um, I think the biggest tip is to filter who you take advice from, you know, so your mom probably wants your best interest, but if you're trying to become a UFC fighter, you're not going to go to your mom for coaching. You're going to hire a, a, a fighting coach, right? A striking coach, a grappling coach, whatever that may be. Even though she has your best interest at heart, she's not qualified to teach you. Yet for some reason, when we get into real estate investing, people are like, they lose their mind and they're like, oh my God, my mom said I shouldn't do this. And you're like, well, does your mom own a house? Well, no. Okay. Does your mom ever owned a house? No. Does your mom know anything about rental properties? Well, no. Well, why'd she say she shouldn't, you shouldn't do it? She said it's scary. Okay. Well, maybe that's why she never did it. But why don't you talk to people who own a hundred properties, 200 properties, 300 properties, you know, don't work anymore because of their rental properties and ask them how to do it because they've already done it. They're probably more qualified to give you that advice. Even if your mom has your best interest at heart. Um, so I think that filter has served me well. I would say the other piece is just getting around other people who are doing what you want to do, right? Getting a group of like-minded individuals that'll challenge you and hold you accountable and, and all of that. And then, and being a better person, you know, just, just be a better person. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that there's any need or way to overcomplicate it. Just, you know, use the golden rule as a baseline and treat people how you would like them to treat you. And, you know, leave people alone to live their life and think you'll be all right. Exactly. Treat others as you expect to be treated. It's a, that's a very good golden rule to have and don't be a dick. It's the number two. <laughs> yep. You can Sorry. do those things. You'll be all right. Sorry, FCC, but I had to throw it out. Dave, <laughs> thanks again for taking some of your time tonight. I know you're a busy man as well uh, and hanging out with us and sharing some of your knowledge with the audience tonight. Uh, it's been great having you. If you want to come back on in the future, don't don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. This is a message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Got a question about your VA benefits, health care, or eligibility? Go to VA.gov, where you can access a new interactive chatbot to ask questions 24-7. One can still browse va.gov for information, but you can now ask specific questions to the chatbot, like what's the PACT Act? How do I apply for disability benefits? What's my claim status? You can access the new feature through va.gov's Contact Us page. Then click on the Start Chat button. The chatbot will continue to improve veterans' access to information about the benefits and services they've earned. This is one way VA is offering seamless and secure access to its online resources. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of this Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. That's themisfitnation.com. Check out all of our past episodes and get some of that great Misfit Nation as always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are. It's fit nation. It's fit nation. It's fit